Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. State Representative Cam Buckner joins us. Cam, thank you. I'm sure you're busy out there meeting and greeting voters. It seems like everybody's made it to a CTA stop today. What has your day looked like so far? So we've been all around meeting Chicagoans where they are. We're actually just leaving from the Anti-Cruelty Society. I'm meeting with the folks over there about the great work that they do. Uh, But this is fun. These are the last few hours before um, Election Day. And uh, as I keep telling people, I'm a former athlete, right? So I believe in playing through the whistle and running through the tape. And we're doing that right now. Your father was a police officer. What what does he have to say about the state of crime and the state of the Chicago Police Department? Yeah, so we we, we lost my father a couple years ago. I'm sorry, Cam. I have said that before, and I apologize. But I think that when you're raised by someone who served, that they've instilled some sense of that in you. So, No doubt. And and part of the reason I'm running for mayor is because of conversations that he and I had um, you know, leading up to, to, to him transitioning uh, about the, the, the safety of, of Chicago. And I talk a lot about what, um, you know, he taught me about public safety and public service. Uh, and, you know, he was nervous about the future of Chicago. Uh, and he made that very clear in many of the conversations we had uh, up until, you know, he, he transitioned. And so that's part of the reason why I'm in this race in the first place. I thought so. I talked to a security guard. Um, I brought this up with every candidate who's joined me because, you know, she's a Chicagoan. She takes mass transit to get to work here to be a security guard. And um, I said, what is your issue? Who who do you... I didn't ask her who she wanted to be mayor. I asked her what she wanted the person who would be mayor to work on. And she said violence. She said that she feels we yeah. need more police officers. Where do you stand on that, and how will you change it? Yeah, so listen, I represent the most diverse district in the Illinois House of Representatives right now. Uh, my district encompasses places like South Chicago and South Shore, and I also have places like uh, downtown and River North and, and the Gold Coast as well, right? And so. Um, what I've heard throughout this pandemic and throughout uh, this very difficult time for us is that people don't feel safe. They don't feel like there's a, a plan for their safety. And so what, what I did in this race is, is uh, put forth a very comprehensive plan that uh, finds ways to balance both safety and justice. Because the truth of the matter is that um, uh, in many places, people are asking for more police officers. But we got to get to the root of what's going on um, uh, in our communities. But, but what also is true is just from a purely number standpoint, um, you know, the violent crime rate, the murder rate is way too high, and our clearance rate is way too low. And so we've got to be able to solve crimes and prevent them at the same time. So I put forth a, a plan um, to not just fill vacancies at MCPD, but to civilianize certain functions within CPD. We cre- create more uh, detectives um, within the ranks so that we can actually solve crimes and make our city safer. Representative, do you think the level of violence or crime in this city is at the same level as our perception of it? I mean... I, I think you probably understand my question, but do we think it's worse yeah. than it is? I, I think the perception uh, right now, whether it's because of uh, the, the media attention on it, um, the former president of, of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, did a lot to kind of bolster this idea that Chicago was a was a non-safe place. Uh, and also the 24-hour media and news cycle and social media probably makes it appear worse than it is. Um, you know, I grew up here in the 90s. 
Uh, and one thing, two things that you could set your clock to in the 90s were that the Bulls were going to win a championship and that we were going to be uh, almost a thousand murders a year. Uh, and so those numbers, um, you know, we are not at those numbers today, but it does feel more indiscriminate. It does feel like uh, it's happening at a, at a faster clip, right? And so I truly believe that perception, perception is reality, though. And so, uh, you know, we, we've got to listen to what people are saying. They're saying they don't feel safe. Uh, and so whether or not they are safer today than they were, you know, 20 years ago, uh, we got to be able to address that in a way that brings forth some, some solutions. And that is the problem, it, because you're keeping people from the city and we're in the city every day. Am I a little more guarded? Do I keep my eyes open more than I did before COVID? Yes, I do. But I do not feel unsafe in the city does bad stuff happen? Absolutely. Let's talk about the CTA for a second. You stated yeah. in some of your materials, this is Cam Buckner, Representative Cam Buckner joining us, that there are 32,000 cameras in the CTA system, but they're they're not equipped to relay footage in real time. Yeah, it's so problematic. Um, and we have some things we can do immediately when it comes to safety on CTA. And that's one of the things that I, that I brought forth, right? These cameras are not connected to uh, the they're not, there's no real-time relay, and they're not connected to the central um, uh, headquarters where they all can be looked at at one time, right? So I've talked about doing that. I've talked about making sure um, that we have a transit ambassador program where people can um, uh, de-escalate certain situations that are nonviolent situations. And I've also talked about having a contemporaneous text program. So when people see things that are going on on, on these trains, whether it's somebody smoking, whether it's um, you know, uh, something that's uh, brewing up, they can text somebody. We always tell people when they ride public transit, uh, when you see something, say something. But say something to who? Um, right. And pushing the red button on the, on the CTA is not safe for folks, uh, and it's not smart, right, in many cases. And so we got to find a way to do this. I know you said earlier at the top of this, Lisa, that, that a lot of candidates are um, hitting train stations and whatnot during this final push. I'm appreciative of that. Uh, before, you know, the Chicagoans who take public transportation every single day, the folks who I represent, they want a mayor who understands the plight who understands the system, who uses the system, and who can and who can uh, find ways to bring solutions to us. Uh, we're not getting that right now. What do you think differentiates you from any other candidate that is running tomorrow? Well, listen, I think there are a couple of things. Um, this, is gonna, this race is about results versus rhetoric. Uh, there are a lot of people who will talk about what they plan to do on gun violence, uh, but you're talking to somebody who took on the NRA twice and won. Um, I banned unserialized, untraceable ghost guns from the streets of Chicago and the streets of Illinois. Uh, and Illinois is now the ninth state in the country to ban um, deadly assault weapons because of the work that I was able to do in Springfield. I've been able to bring more money back to our communities than anyone else uh, in, in this race. Uh, when we talk about an elected school board, it was my work in Springfield that I actually brought that uh, uh, across the finish line. Right, I've actually got the work uh, and the receipts to, to prove it. Uh, but I've been able to do this on the state level, uh, on the city level, and I've got six years of, of experience uh, at the federal government level, too, working in the U.S. Senate, been able to get things done, right? And so um, as a true Chicagoan, someone who was born and raised here, um, I will be the first CPS graduate to be mayor of Chicago since Harold Washington 40 years ago. Um, you know, I'm a Chicago guy through and through, and I think the people of the city who have been able to hear our message have gotten that, and we want to continue to convey that to them. Well, that's what I'm interested in, Con- uh, Representative, because you're, you you um, acquit yourself very well on the on the campaign trail. You're well respected. Um, you know, uh, people see you as not only viable but certainly a very good candidate. And yet, it's hard to break through 
um, with yeah. so many candidates in the race. So how you've got less than 24 hours already, 200,000 people have voted. Um, what do you do to get people to recognize Cam Buckner's name on the ballot and, and, and punch the button or pull the lever or do whatever they're going to do tomorrow? Yeah, you know, we, we are going to continue, as I said, we're going to run through the tape. Run through the tape. We're going to go out and meet people where they are across this city, um, have one-on-one conversations with folks, uh, make sure that people uh, engage their neighbors and their coworkers and their family and their friends uh, in this race. Uh, the truth of the matter is that the thing that is really disheartening is that um, even uh, at a high voter turnout clip of like 40%, uh, will still mean that 60% of Chicagoans have not decided to make a decision on who uh, should, should run this city. Uh, and so we got to talk to those folks. We got to talk to the people who are, um, you know, disenfranchised and disenchanted with the entire process, and, and bring them back into uh, this conversation because this is their city. And as I always remind folks, yesterday was not our fault, but tomorrow absolutely will be. And so we all have a role to, pay, to play. Thank you so much for joining us. Will you be this available when you become mayor? Absolutely, always. (laughs) And do you believe that you'll be in the runoff? And if so, who do you think will be your opponent? Yeah, well, listen, we we are we are fighting like hell to make sure that we are in the runoff. Uh, And I can't tell, you know, who who else is going to be there. I I think that we've seen a lot of polls fluctuate. Uh, It's hard to see what the true numbers are. Uh, But listen, no matter who is in the runoff, I think the most important thing is that um, those last 40 days or 40 days of runoff, um, are focused on concrete solutions for the people of Chicago. Well, that uh, this in- can't be about. That indicates you might make an endorsement. If you're not in the runoff, will you make an endorsement? I've not decided. You know, we'll get through, through tomorrow and, and see what happens. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, whoever is there, I, I think I'm going to implore uh, the two people in the runoff and whoever the, the, the person who gets the final votes uh, in April to make sure that, once again, that there, there are concrete plans for the people of Chicago. Um, and that we have a way to, to actionably measure that because this city needs change. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all. Have a great day.